it's Kay here and welcome to Kay's Corner where this is our segment of Talk About It Tuesdays. I just want to thank all of the subscribers that are tuning in um, to our very first premiere podcast on Kay's Corner um, which is being streamed via Anchor and distributed to both Spotify and iTunes podcast on Apple Podcasts. So we just thank you all for tuning in. And today, um, our very first subject topic, um, the title of this is going to be called Identity. Um, so this month, the month of May, on May 5th, um, happy Cinco de Mayo. This month of May, we are focusing on friendships. Um, and so friendships is the very basis of all relationships. And, um, yeah, it really helps you cultivate each area whether it be you know uh boyfriend girlfriend marriage um business partners ministry you know even parents down to siblings and you know family all of that friendship having a friendship and having that established is really helpful for any relationship that you can think of and so why this is called entitled identity is because before you can prosper in any relationship, you have to first know who you are, and even more importantly, whose you are. Um, and so, I'm going to read um, from from the Bible, um, the book of Genesis, chapter 1, verses 26 through 31, where it reads, Then God said, We will make mankind in our image, after our likeness and have dominion over the fish of the sea over the fowl of the air over the cattle over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps up on the earth so god created mankind in his own image he created him in the image of god he created them male and female and god blessed them and he said Be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moves up on the earth. And God said, Behold, I have given you every herb bearing seed which is upon the face of the earth and every tree in which is the fruit of a tree yielding seed. It will be food for you. And to every beast of the earth, to every fowl of the air, and to everything that creeps upon the earth, in which there is life, I have given you. Um, And it says, I have given every green herb for food, and it was so. And so I love the last verse where it says, And God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. And there was evening, and there was morning. And it was the sixth day. And I love it in the Amplified Version where it says um, that it was validated. He validated it completely. Um, So why I added that in there reading from that, um, we have to know that from the very beginning in the book of Genesis, God has given us an identity. He has given us a name. He has given us um, who we are. And a lot of times we look for other people to identify us. We look you know, to the world to identify us. 
We look to other people in the world to validate us. We look to other things to complete us. But in the beginning, from the beginning, um, you know, God established us. God gave us identity. Who is it that we look like? It says we look like him in his image. Um, He gave us, you know, an assignment. He gave us dominion. He gave us power. And, you know, a lot of times we're like, well, you know, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. You know, you, you look to the word and you see, you know, what it, it tells us what to do. It tells us how to carry ourselves. Just even in the beginning, it says you are good. And not even just you are good. You are very good. And it says you are validated completely. Um, and that's God saying that. So it doesn't matter what anyone else, you know, has said, but it's about what God said um, and once he said it once he's established it you know it's it's over it's the end of the story um, and so I have the definition of to identify because this is you know identity so to identify um, and to identify says to establish or indicate who or what someone or something is it says to recognize, it says to spot out, it says to pinpoint. Um, it also says to associate someone closely with or regard someone as having strong links with. Um, so to associate, link, and connect. Um, and it also says to relate, which if we see that, you know, relationships, um, a friendship is a part of a relationship. A relationship is just relating with someone, a relationship is associating yourself with someone a relationship is linking and connecting yourselves with someone but it's important that we know that we never base our relation we never base our link on identifying who we are um and so i like how you know in in identifying it says you know uh to relate or to link and when you look up to relate you know it says to make or show a connection between um, and it also says to feel sympathy with or identify with. So identify and relate, you know, they, they go hand in hand. Um, and I think it's even more important, like I said, um, before you can relate or connect with anyone, you need to make sure that you know who you are. You need to make sure that you have an establishment um, for who you are before you you know get connected to anyone else because if you get connected to someone else before you know who you are that's when you begin to morph and be like them or you try to mimic them you try to be someone who you aren't you try to be someone who you haven't been created to be you try to be someone who you haven't been established to be and that can be very dangerous um especially when we have you know god our creator who has created us um and who has given us you know he he's already given us identity um in him it says we're created in his image we're created in his likeness and we have to know and make sure you know that we never forget that um and so i'm going to go to again um first corinthians 13 i just think it's very important um to add scripture because as i said in order for us to know who we are 
we have to know, you know, who God says that we are, his word, um, the Bible, the living scripture, the living and breathing scripture tells us who we are. We don't have to question it. We don't have to wonder. It's already been given to us. It's already been established. Um, so that's why I will reference it in talking about identity and who we are, because the word tells us who we are and who we are to be and who we've been created to be. So First Corinthians 13, um, I'm going to read and amplify it again. Um, I believe from verse, well, yeah, the, the whole chapter, verses 1 through 13. So it's titled, The Excellence of Love. And so verse 1 says, If I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love for others, growing out of God's love for me, then I have become only a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal, just an annoying distraction. And if I have the power of prophecy and speak a new message from God to the people, and understand all mysteries and possess all knowledge and if I have all sufficient faith so that I can remove mountains but do not have love reaching out to others I am nothing and so it says if I give all my possessions to feed the poor and if I surrender my body to be burned as if a martyr but do not have love it does me no good at all and so I just want to pause there um, for the first three scriptures right there. It's saying, you know, I can do all these things. You know, I can see all these things. You know, I can give you all this money. I could be, you know, the, the nicest person in the world. But if I don't truly have genuine love, like genuine love, and I'm not doing it, you know, to make myself look good. I'm not doing it so that others feel good. But true genuine love and even in the sense of saying that Jesus is love you know if I don't have Jesus in my life and in my heart then it all you know means nothing and it's not to burn I mean it's not to burn away um you know the acts of people but it's saying you know those acts don't matter in comparison to having the true love and what love is in your heart um and being full of God's love and so let's define love, you know, a little bit. And verses four, so starting at verse four, where it reads, love endures with patience and serenity. Love is kind and thoughtful and is not jealous or envious. Love does not brag and is not proud or arrogant. It is not rude. It is not self-seeking. It is not provoked nor overly sensitive and easily angered. It does not take into account a wrong endured. It does not rejoice at the injustice, but rejoices with the truth. When right and truth prevail, love bears all things, regardless of what comes, believes all things, looking for the best in each one, hopes all things, remaining steadfast during difficult times, endures all things without weakening i love that and so it says love never fails and so again we're not talking about the world's love we're not talking about conditional love we're not even we're not talking about the love that people have shown us because there's no one here on this earth that can 
show us what true love means. Um, why? Because we all are fragmented. From the beginning of time um, to when sin has entered, we have all been fragmented. So we don't truly know what it means to love. We don't truly have the essence or ability to fully, fully, fully love people the way that they need to be loved, the way that love needs to be comprehended. Um, But as we receive God's love in us, we are able to mirror a a real smidgen of it. Um, Again, because of our fragmentedness um, due to sin. But it says, you know, love never fails. It never fades. It never ends. Um, and it, so it talks about, you know, but prophecies, you know, all these, all these different things, prophecies, tongues, they'll cease, um, the gift of special, special knowledge, it'll pass away for we know in part or prophesy in part or knowledge. And, you know, again, it says it's fragmentary, it's fragmented, it's incomplete. Um, but when that which is complete and perfect comes, so, you know, Christ that which is incomplete and partial will pass away and so again it talks about it says when i was a child i talked like a child i thought like a child i reasoned like a child um but when i became a man or in it you know to include everyone when i became mature i did away with childish things you know i no longer you know would you know someone you know doesn't text me or whatever you know I'm not gonna not text him back you know if someone is mean to me I'm not gonna be mean back you know if someone says or does something or doesn't say or do something I'm not going to retaliate um because that's a childish thing but I'm going to put those things away um so I'm saying now is the time um of of imperfection we got to see that it says we see in a mirror dimly a blurred reflection a riddle an enigma but it says but then when the time of perfection comes as we're in this life um we're perfecting our walk or you know at least we should be perfecting our walk in life um we should be perfecting our walk in life with christ and you know as we're going through these things in life it's saying now i know in part uh just in fragment but then you know, when we're coming into, you know, the fullness of Christ, all the parts are coming together. So then we're no longer fragmented, but we're becoming whole. Um, Christ is the glue that holds us together. And so it's saying, um, just as I have been fully known by God, and now there remain three. It says faith, abiding trust in God and his promises, hope, confident expectation of eternal salvation and love or unselfish love for others growing out of God's love for me so our love is not it's not the same but God's love is incomprehensible you know you can't understand it you can't grasp the fullness of it again because he is way way more big you know than we can ever imagine um it's just like out of the box so it says these three things um this is here it says the choice the choicest graces but the greatest of these is love and so we have to know um 
you know that God's love is what helps anchor us. God's love is what helps um, keep us centered in our identity. When we feel like, you know, we want to lower our standards or we feel that we want to move too quickly, we feel that, you know, we want to stay longer than we should, we have to remind ourselves of what love is and importantly, what God's love is. Um, what is God saying? You know, what is it that he is calling me to do, you know, in this time and in this season of my life? And what I love most about this quarantine time um, during COVID-19 is that it really gives us time to look in ourselves and introspect in ourselves to see, okay, um, could I be doing better, you know? What is it, like, where am I falling short in? How can I retune myself so that, you know, I'm not fragmented as much? How can I retune myself? How can I fix the missing pieces, you know? How can I, um, you know, fine-tune myself so that it's no longer loose, you know, tightening the loose ends? Um, and that's what, you know, I literally have been doing during this time, truly just seeing, um where does I fall short, how I can adjust it, so that when I'm coming out of this, I'm coming out more fine-tuned, more refined, I'm coming out better, I'm coming out stronger, I'm coming out wiser, Um, and I'm not going to be on the back end, but I'm going to be, you know, ahead of those who didn't take this time to really, you know, improve upon themselves, and that's what, um, like I said, I love most about this time. And what I love about God is that how he perfectly um, ordains everything. Like when we first started and considered this podcast, Corona wasn't even on the table. But how strategic it is that it perfectly fits in line with everything that's going on. That's not, you know, it's nobody but God. And I'm not saying that God caused Corona, but I'm saying as he allowed it, as he's allowing it, um, you know, there's still things that are taking place. Um, People are still thriving. People are still, you know, striving. People are still, you know, they're, they're still going strong. They're not allowing, you know, what is happening to hinder them. And that is only because their identity their purpose, their calling is anchored in Christ. If your identity, purpose, and calling were anchored anchored in this world, anchored in um, the systems, you'd be down. Why? Because the world and the systems are down right now. Um, but because God is exalted above all of that, above all of it, um, you know, there's there's no lack. When you're in God, there's no lack. It talks about that. Um, you know, in, in Psalms 23, it says, you know, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And so when he's your shepherd, you you don't have anything to worry about because he's providing for you. But that's only when, you know, you, you submit yourself um, under his wing, under his uh, principles, under his laws and precepts. Um, and we have to know that. Um Another thing about identity, what I want to say is, 
I was talking to my niece early this morning, and she said something that really caught me. Um, so sometimes, you know, when I'm being silly, I'll talk in, you know, an accent, like, you know, a British accent or a country accent or an African accent or Indian accent, you know, all these different accents. And so, you know, at first she's like, wow, you know, I can't, she calls the accents languages. So she's like, wow, you know, you speak all these different languages. And I'm like, well, no, not, not really. Um, but so then, you know, today I was doing a country slash southern accent and she was like, um, yeah, you know, you should just speak in your language. And I was like, well, like, what do you mean? The accent or, or not the accent? She was like, no, not the accent. You should just speak, you know, like how you speak. And I was like, okay. And she's like, yeah, you know, because your language is the best. And I was like, wow. I was like, Naraya, I said I have to quote you because that's so good. And, you know, a lot of times, you know, it, it was simple, but, you know, a lot of times we try to speak other people's language. You know, we try to speak the language of the world. We try to speak the language of our mom or our dad. We try to speak the language of our siblings. We try to speak the language, you know, of our friends or our significant others. And, you know, God is bringing it all back. He's saying, no, like, I created you specifically. All of us, our handprints are different. We all have, you know, different uh, fingerprints because that is how we're identified as unique, creative, not to be like anyone else. God created us all differently for a reason, for us to be unique, for us to be um, set apart from everybody else. He designed us for that from the beginning of time. It was already pre-established. And the point about identity is, again, when you know who you are, you don't try to morph. You don't try to take the identity of someone else. You know, you don't try to um, be pinpointed as someone else. You don't try to be recognized as someone else. But no, you are saying, here I am. You're standing out um, like a sore thumb. You're saying, I'm going to be uniquely me. I'm going to be different. I'm not going to be, you know, like everyone else. I'm not going to be like the rest. I'm choosing you're actively choosing to be different um because that's the way that God created us to be um and never allow anyone to make you feel bad for being who you are who you have uniquely uh been created to be uniquely designed to be by God don't let anyone uh steer you away because you have to know that First uh, John 4 and 4 says, Greater is he that is within you um, than the he that is within the world. And so that, you know, just simply means the God in you is greater than anything else that tries to come against you. So never allow yourself to be wavered. Never allow yourself to be persuaded to, um, you know, be shifted in a way that God has not told you to do. We have to um, follow God's instructions. And again, if you don't know what that means, if you haven't seen what that means, it just simply means, you know, reading the Bible, um, looking in the things in the earth now and hearing God speak. God speaks to us all the time, and we have to um, be willing to hear him. We have to be willing to hear what it is that he has to say, 
because if we don't then you know we we miss it and we don't get we don't get um what we're supposed to get so we miss out we're lacking um but as god being our our shepherd it's a promise that as we're in him we won't lack as we're in him we won't we won't miss a thing so let's stand you know on god's promises let's know that you know he who promises faithful um let's know that in philippians 1 and 6 it says you know that he who started a great work in you will be faithful to perform and complete it um and know that you just got to keep going you know even if it's hard it's okay you have to keep going um and remember that perfect love casts out all fear um the one who's been perfected in love will put fear to the side um so even if you you feel afraid to be who you are just remember that god loves you just remember that, you know, Jesus died on the cross, as John 3, 16 said, sacrifice all of it, sacrifice everything, sacrifice his riches, sacrifice his feelings, sacrifice his emotions, sacrifice just, you know, all, all of his uh, riches and glory, sacrifice his position in heaven, um, sacrifice his life, because it says no man takes my life, but I give it away. He sacrificed his life so that you can be uniquely you because he loved you so you have to love yourself enough to be who God created you to be um and with that being said guys I am so excited to have gotten this first podcast out and we will definitely see you next week um I love you all and thank you for coming to talk about it Tuesday here at Case Corner Have a blessed rest of your evening. Good night.